0: This week, our parasha is Terumah, which means contribution and covers Exodus 25:1 through 27:19. Now this parasha contains detailed information about how the tabernacle and its items inside were to be constructed from the Lord to Moses. Our parasha begins with the Lord telling Moses that an offering should be taken for the materials necessary to build the tabernacle. These materials include gold silver, bronze, precious stones, fine linen, acacia wood, a lot of acacia wood, oil, and spices. These offerings were to be given from willing hearts as each person was led to give. This is something that's emphasized in the Torah because giving is an act of worship and should be motivated by a love of the Lord and a desire to praise him. The Lord also opens this parasha by telling Moses to make the tabernacle exactly how he commanded. As we go throughout this parasha, if you read these chapters in Exodus, you will find over and over again, the Lord says, make sure you build this exactly to to the specifications of the blueprint I have showed you on the mountain. So this is a word that's repeated over and over again. Now, Adonai gave Moses detailed instructions for how each item was to be made, and it begins with the Ark. The Ark of the Covenant was crafted from acacia wood, and then it was covered in gold. Two cherubim made of gold were then placed on top of it. The cherubim were placed facing each other with their wings open and covering the Ark. The area between the cherubim was known as the mercy seat. And from this special place, the presence of the Lord would dwell over the ark and meet with Moses. Next, the table of the tabernacle is outlined. This table was also to be made of acacia wood and covered in gold and was designed with golden rings, allowing poles to carry it. On the table was the weekly bread of the presence, which was always to be on this table. The design for the Tabernacle's menorah is given next. This was a seven-branch lampstand also crafted from pure gold with a variety of decorations. The menorah was placed in the Tabernacle's inner sanctuary opposite the table. The menorah and its accessories were to be made from one talent of gold, which is a little over 66 pounds, worth almost $2 million today. As Rabbi Lauren probably tell you that value is going to be going up in the near future. Chapter 26 contains instructions for the tabernacle itself. Exact details are provided for the dimensions, the frames, and the materials. Chapter 27 gives the instructions for the courtyard around the tabernacle and the altar for the burnt offering. The altar was also made of acacia wood, but this time the object was covered in bronze, not gold. The size of the altar was about 7.5 feet by 7.5 feet, and 4.5 feet high. The tools and accessories for the altar were also made of bronze. Now, why was bronze chosen for the altar over gold? Pretty much everything else is made of gold. Well, bronze was a much more durable metal, and so it was a practical choice for this altar in service to the Lord, because this would be the altar that the sacrifices were offered on. But bronze also has a deeper meaning. One of the associations with bronze throughout God's word is judgment, particularly judgment for sin. An example is found in Leviticus 26, 19, where the Lord promises judgment for disobedience with the land of Israel becoming like bronze. At the altar, we see the Lord's judgment for sin demonstrated with the death of every innocent animal. The altar was crafted with a horn on each corner and rings through which poles could also be inserted. Since this altar was holy, it was not to be accidentally touched, but instead carried by poles. Our parasha ends with details about the courtyard surrounding the tent of meeting. Now, parasha Truma has great insights about who the Lord is and his standards. First, we see from the incredible details given in this parasha that our God is a great creator. He is an intelligent designer that cares about practical function, as well as artistry. In these beautiful designs, the splendor of our king is reflected. You know, the Lord did not skip over a single detail when it came to how he wanted things done. You can go through these parashas and read all the specific details. The smallest details of our lives themselves are also known and matter to the Lord. Therefore, we should seek to follow the Lord in all areas of our lives as well down to the smallest details. There's a lesson here for us, because we're also a work of his hands. Second, the dwelling place of the Lord was constructed with amazing and excellent craftsmanship. As we go on in Exodus, we will see the uh, plans put into place and the exact construction of all these things. As servants of the Lord, we need to strive to do everything with excellence as well. When we come to services to worship the Lord, we should have the same attitude of making sure we are doing things right with the most effort we can. We should always be striving to bring our best before the Lord. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, the tabernacle itself shows that the Lord desires to dwell among us. He wanted to be close to his people while maintaining the proper distance his holiness demanded from sinful human beings. As we see throughout our wilderness journey, our people are not easy to get along with. We complain, we blaspheme, and we turn away from God constantly. And yet, despite our sinfulness, the Lord, in his love, still wanted to be with us. You know, I have trouble dealing with people who uh, drive me nuts and wanting to be with them. And I can only imagine how frustrating it was for the Lord to deal with our people. We see this with Moses and how frustrated he got. But we see that the Lord still desired to dwell with us. Today, through Messiah Yeshua, we have even greater access to the Lord from the perfect sacrifice offered in the true tabernacle of heaven. You know, we do not have to use poles to avoid the holiness of the Lord. Under the Mosaic covenant, God dwelled between the mercy seat of the ark in the most holy place. Today, under the new covenant The Lord dwells in every one of his disciples' hearts, transforming us from within to be holy tabernacles filled with his light. Therefore, we can boldly come before his mercy seat because of the salvation Messiah Yeshua has provided. As Hebrews 4.16 tells us, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know, whatever season you find yourself in today, I encourage you to turn your heart and mind towards the Lord to receive the mercy and grace He so greatly pours out on each of His children. May the Lord enable us to be tabernacles filled with holy light in a world desperately in need of it. May each of us be made holy to the Lord and dedicated to His service. May we boldly approach His throne because of the great work of our high priest Messiah Yeshua thank you.